all, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Um, I was karting all weekend, so I'm actually a little bit sore at the minute. Oh, no. um, but yeah, in general, pretty good, thank you. How are you? I am good also, just good. plodding along. <laughs> yeah. Right, this isn't one of the questions, but I'm just generally curious because you just said there, how physical is karting? <laughs> Oh my god, especially being a Scot, as you can imagine, it was like 21, 22 degrees over the weekend, so that added to it, um, but it is really physical, um, it was, yeah, everyone kind of warned you how physical it is when you go into Rotax carts, um, but yeah, your neck and your shoulders and wrists, arms, um, definitely feel it, so I obviously go to the gym to try and be fit enough for it, um, and you also get race fit going out to test days and racing um but yeah also wearing like under armor and your um race suit and everything on that hot day oh my god and your helmet and balaclava I was absolutely dying it's like you're slowly building up layers as well as yeah. like thrown around the track honestly it totally adds to it because I'm still just not used to the heat but yeah oh. Especially because it's nearing summer too, so. <laughs> I, know. I know, literally. I should, someone said to me once, I should take, like, get a cheap race suit and go, like, do gym workouts in it and go running in it. I love that. <laughs> I know, but if, I literally can't really do that, like, round the streets here. People would think I'm a nutter. <laughs> they would see you. <laughs> exactly, just with the helmet on, no one will know. No. <laughs> Right, so we're going to get on to our standard introduction five questions. So this is really just getting to know you as a person rather than anything outside of that. Okay, so yeah. first of all, in an ideal world, what is your perfect day? It can be any day of the week. <laughs> so like, how do you mean, like describe if I could yeah. have my perfect day? Yeah. I think. I'm not really a morning person, so I have a little bit of a lion. <laughs> uh, really struggle getting up in the mornings. Um, I would take my two little whippets for a walk, um, Bria and Balak. Um, they're very important to me. Um, and then, to be honest, in like a perfect day for me would be going to a racetrack, um, whether that was like a race weekend or a test day, so driving something. Um, and yeah, I think maybe just wind down with another walk. I just love being outside, really. Just curious, too. Yeah. Say if it is a race day, but you're not racing, do you get jealous? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. it's so funny. Before I started racing myself, I used to love going to watch stuff. Um, But now I've only been to the kart track, I think, twice in the last year to watch and I just sit like a huffy child I'm like this is so rubbish I'm like oh that's great but when can I do that now so yeah Love that. Great. okay so what are you most proud of in and out of sport so do you mean in general or yeah just in general I think I'm definitely proud of seeing more women in sports um and seeing things like the F1 Academy and that. Um that's definitely a step forward. And again, probably feeling proud. It's probably also seeing Scottish people doing well. 
which you can probably relate to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all quite patriotic, aren't we? So, yeah, any time in sport when someone Scottish does well, I'm quite happy about that. But yeah, I think we all secretly are more patriotic than we let on. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> what is something that people are generally quite surprised to know about you? This is probably a funny one. So people are usually, well, people who I grew up with at home know me very well. Um, down here, they kind of know me from like some of me obviously only me from working in f1 or whether it's from the cart track or whatever and people are always shocked to know that i'm quite girly um <laughs> because i have obviously got like a job in a male dominated industry and i go racing and kind of growing up on the island i love shooting fishing driving quads like it's all apparently boyish stuff um so people are usually quite shocked that i'm like no, I love like getting my hair done and going like going and buying little toiletries and buying skincare and just being girly. You have to have both sides too. <laughs> yeah. So people are like, oh, like if I'm like, oh my god, that's so cute and I love that and it's something very feminine. People are like, oh, I thought you were feminine. I was like, what? So it's yeah. like, do I take offense to this or do you want to get to know, I know. me? <laughs> literally but yeah that's something people are usually shocked about now obviously you race as well but what is one sport that you would like to try that you have never stepped foot in before oh that's a really good one not even well not it's not sport but I would love to learn to fly that's something that I would love to do um and then maybe if it was sport something like skiing or so, so everybody seems to try skiing and snowboarding I've never tried it um so that's something I would love to try oh I went once when I was about 12 and I'm itching yeah. to get back really <laughs> yeah so many people I know go on skiing holidays and say how amazing it is and I've never given it a go so I'd Have love they to get not it. like invited you along or <laughs> actually I'd probably be a liability because I've not actually done it <laughs> get lessons <laughs> honestly that should be on my bucket list for this year to have a lesson that's a good one <laughs> yeah. even if it's like a dry ski slope or something get the practice in. exactly yeah I definitely think I'd enjoy it now this is a very like typical question that a lot of people ask but I just quite like knowing who are your main influential people in your life so in my life probably it's all probably a very cliche answer that you get back from all the people you ask but especially since joining um Mercedes Lewis Hamilton 100% um I think just his like morals and his like just character and stuff definitely kind of resonates with me um I'm trying to think who else to be honest it would probably I don't really look, I'm very, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, I don't really try and copy or, like, replicate what other people have done. Um, so I don't really have many people like that. But maybe I would probably say my grandpa as well. So, yeah, he's not actually here anymore, but he was definitely someone um, I would look up to. 
Yeah, I I think quite a good idea for me personally. I don't know about you, but I quite like looking up little bits of everyone and just kind of taking that on board. Yeah, and saying I like those little bits, but then you're different. Yeah. That's totally how I feel. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like a jigsaw puzzle almost, and then like putting it together, and then that's how you view different things. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Definitely that. Right, so let's get on to talking about you a little bit more. <laughs> so where you grew up is quite a remote little place. <laughs> you definitely know that, yeah, and appreciate it. As well as the whole, like, Highlands and Islands area isn't as well known for their, like, racing kind of background, even though I think we both know it does exist. Yeah. So what is one of your first memories being introduced to that kind of environment and world? I think I, from literally like the minute I was big enough to, um, I come from like a family of farmers. Um, My dad, grandpa and great grandpa were dairy farmers. And so growing up on the farm, we're always like driving tractors or quads or, oh, there's a dog. <laughs> Priya, hello. <laughs> okay um oh god the other one's coming now <laughs> this ballot um yeah so I was kind of driving from I think I could drive like a pickup with like obviously gears and everything from the age of like 12 or 13 um so I think, like gave me the bug of enjoying being behind the wheel um and then to be honest on the Isle of Lewis there's actually an okay car scene so there's like the rally and the drag race and stuff so I think when I was old enough to I was also loved like tinkering on stuff myself um so I wanted some kind of project car and then that kind of then I guess grew the interest. Is that so when you kind of had that idea to do that or I don't know if you have actually done it but uh is that when you decided to turn your focus towards what you wanted your life to go down or was it a case of like it's just a hobby and like a way of life (laughs) it was really funny like when I look back there's I think my life has kind of gone in like not like having this dream in me but not really knowing what's out there or what opportunities and I kind of like discover them as I go along so at the time it was just I love this but it's a hobby and I have to go to uni to do something and then trying engineering and then being like oh you can study motorsport and then oh I can do this and it just kind of went like that um yeah it's weird actually no I saw doing my research for this uh I saw that you went to the UHI kind of lot I don't know what to call it like I I also went but I went to the Inverness one for a year so you went there but and then did your degree elsewhere didn't you yeah Yeah. so why did you move I'm, I'm curious so that's actually literally kind of what I was thinking about when I was saying the last answer because I so go back to like um S6 everyone was obviously like you need to go to uni get in like you need to start applying and you're doing that like 
six months even before you finish school aren't you and no idea what I wanted to do um to be honest definitely a kind of gap in growing up on the island there was no like you just had no idea of what you could study out of the norm um there was not much help with that to be honest so I was like oh god so I like animals I used to have horses um and I like cars but like it was a bit old-fashioned there so I thought right I'll go not smart enough to do vet medicine so I'll go do zoology um so I actually went to Aberdeen to do zoology and I lasted three months and then I left because I was just like this is not for me at all um one thing which is quite funny I was really struggling because I didn't have my car there so I went away and I didn't have a car and I was like this is just horrible um but anyway went back and then took that year out so I was actually kind of a year behind um lost out in that year and I just worked and then my brother had gone to UHI so at the time it was just Lewis Castle College um oh, yeah. and he did engineering there and then he was um in Aberdeen offshore on the oil rigs so this is why like it went in strange stages so then when I applied to do engineering at college my thought was well, if I go do that, then I can make loads of money and I can have my cars, my horses and stuff. So when went to do the year at, like, just to try it. So I did the HNC there. And I was literally in a classroom like, oh, God, what am I going to do next year? I wouldn't mind moving to, like, Glasgow or Edinburgh or something. Um, And that's when we were looking, like, at all the unis. Um, I saw that you could do motorsport design engineering. I literally didn't even know it was a thing. So I was like, oh, my God, like, why don't I see if I can skip the first year because I've done this year and join from second year? Um, and then they accepted my application. And that's when I moved away. Um, but I didn't I had no intention of doing that. I was going to do the full three or four years at UHI. Um, but I just yeah, I didn't even know that you could study motorsport engineering. Yeah, because I actually did applied sciences and that's a very like just a general science course. <laughs> yeah. But uh, even then, like you don't even get fully like a lot of information about what you can do after. And so it's just a case of you have to do your own research and take that yeah. next step somewhere. <laughs> Honestly, I just remember sitting in a class and literally with one of my mates, Ali, being like, oh my god you can study this I didn't even know you could do this like oh I might it's so strange where did this like kind of almost mentality of just taking each kind of step as it comes where did it come from or is it just embedded in you to be I like... think it I think it is just embedded in me like you always have your like dream I suppose in a way actually I am very I like having everything planned but life never goes like that, does it? But at the time, obviously, I had this plan. And then it always changes as I discover things like on my way. Um, but then you look back and in hindsight, I can see I'm glad things went the way they did. Um, like even when I was at uni, I was going to open a tuning garage. I had no intention of leaving Scotland at all. I just and you won't believe when I got offered the job at Williams, I couldn't even remember applying for it. Um, when they offered me the interview, sorry, and I was like, oh my god, I need to find that job at. Like, what did I apply? Um, and I had no intention of like working an F one or anything. It's just, it's crazy. But 
I don't know. I think when you come from like the middle of nowhere, you don't really think you're ever going to get there, mm. which is probably my story's been very much kind of, it's obviously embedded in me to do something more. Like I feel like I, I have to do something a bit more. Um, and yeah, just each time I manage to achieve that little bit more, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think I'd get that. Yeah, I guess, especially if you don't know anyone who has done anything similar, it's just a case of, right, is this even possible for me to even imagine to do this next thing? Or is it just a little bit out of my reach? But normally that little bit extra is normally the thing that happens. Yeah, like this is this is actually like, I'm so glad you've asked me these things because I've not really like said it much to people, but... I've had so many people say to me, oh, I wish I had your luck or you're so lucky. And I literally, obviously I am, my CV did get picked out, but I knew nobody. Like each kind of journey I went, I knew nobody like who was on that course, who'd done that course. And then when I was um, at UWS, I didn't even know anyone in England, never mind a contact in F1 or anything, any motorsport team at all. Um, I kind of went out and got the work experience and did literally all of it on my own. Um, so, yeah. I, I guess <laughs> they probably just saw your massive interest and was like, yeah. she's the girl for the job. <laughs> it's funny, I'm probably like that now with the racing, now I'm seeing it. So it maybe <laughs> embedded in me because at uni, I was like that with, oh, I'm going to start a tuning business on the side and emailing all these garages in Glasgow and trying to help and volunteering everywhere. Yeah. Um, well it's a bit of a culture shock really from going from knowing basically everyone on the island almost to then almost going well from a coastal island that's quite small to then kind of stuck in a valley almost or I don't know if it is an actual valley but that (laughs) how how do you still keep the islander within you alive in this kind of very different environment? That's also such an amazing question. Like, oh, it's so nice to speak to someone. <laughs> um, honestly, it's it's like the little things now that I've moved away. Um, I even noticed like my vocabulary changing and stuff. Things that we say, um, being pointed out as like why you sitting like that or, or having to like change the way I pronounce things but I obviously um my mum's from the island like my whole family were from the Isle of Lewis um so even just little things like regular calls with mum um during the F1 shutdown every year I always go home for those two weeks in August um just little things like that like I usually only get home once or twice a year but I'm still like very good friends with friends I grew up with there um, and they'll come visit and stuff and it's honestly sometimes it just takes like a Christmas with the family to be like oh this is who I am like a bit of pop up of the accent a bit of everything um just filling it up <laughs> honestly that's what it's like and you feel like yourself again oh I actually love that <laughs> yeah a little that's... talk so basically you started then like moving from two different teams and whatnot within your professional career and like 
generally speaking, it is all in like the same kind of area and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, what is it that you actually do? Explain in basic five-year-old me language. Yeah what do you do so that's the perfect language to do it in because I'm not actually allowed to go into it <laughs> so essentially the parts you see on the car um I some of them I'll test them in-house just to make sure they're reliable um make sure that how they've been designed to operate is actually how they're operating um and obviously just to add performance to the car so all the roles that I have had are basically in research and development and testing so basically testing the bits before they go on the car but right, testing right. <laughs> so the part thinks that they are on the car <laughs> if you know what I mean that, that's like the perfect language for me to yeah. grasp I don't <laughs> if anything's going to go wrong it happens when I'm testing it and not when there's <laughs> how on the final lap of a race <laughs> basically that's like the perfect way to describe it so that anyone like will understand and I don't need to be googling while you're speaking to me <laughs> at the same time now during like because obviously you don't race full-time and like but you do work full-time how do you balance the two oh my god I don't <laughs> well I have to don't I um it's really tough to be honest because it's not like a normal half eight to half five job. Um, everyone's really demanding and I love it. And that's the other thing, like I don't want to do, I would never do that half-hearted. I I actually really enjoy what I do there. Um, and I love like staying late and make, you know, getting, helping the team get stuff done if we all have to stay late. Um, so that's also a priority in my life. So after that, it's, to be honest, the bits that I'm starting to balance is a social life <laughs> because I'm basically work, um, which also is a bit social. You see people and get on with people at work. And then after that, I need to do the gym sessions. Got my personal trainer, who's one of my friends. Obviously, like you need to do two, three sessions a week and sending them to me. Um, got my dogs. <laughs> and then on top of all that, trying to get sponsors, trying to do admin, trying to do media and social media content, and then the actual racing as well. Ooh. So, yeah, I basically, I don't know how many times, like, bless them, everyone's so patient with me, but I don't know how many times a week I have to say to someone, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I didn't reply, or, oh, my God, I've only, like, I basically reply to a whole load on the phone, and then I just leave it for, like, another, like, day or two. It's just don't have the time. It's mad. Yeah, it's really a case of priorities at this. Give a minute. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> My mum's always like, excuse me, speak to your mother. Like, are you alive? <laughs> I'm oh. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, you got into this because you joined, like, racing yourself through Formula Women. What was that experience like? Going from basically zero proper track experience yeah. to well to becoming a finalist it's mad to be honest I think without that I wouldn't have actually pushed myself to really go for this um 
that competition kind of forced you to have a media presence to actually put out there. So a lot of people, when you've got dreams, you don't really put it out there, do you? No. You keep it and you think it's only when it's polished and I'm at this stage, I'm actually going to put a post out about this or I'm actually going to tell people about this. But that forced you to be like, oh my God, I've barely done anything, but here I am posting saying I want to be a racing driver. Um, so that definitely pushed me to just get off my bum and get the ball rolling um and it's tough like it's really tough when you're learning and you're getting going as you probably know um because things aren't how you want to be like you're not for me I wasn't as quick obviously literally just starting um but yeah I'm so so glad I did it um like I'm so much further along the road now and if I hadn't done that I wouldn't have um joined the cart team I'm with I wouldn't there's so much I wouldn't have done it kind of gave me the push and confidence to just go for it. Yeah. I I was just curious while you were speaking about that, where does your competitiveness come from? Is it a case of having a sibling? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> or is it just generally you're quite competitive in everything that you kind of throw yourself at? It's so funny. I didn't actually think I was that competitive because... So the only things I really did, so my hobby growing up was horse riding. And even at horse shows and stuff, I was a little bit competitive, but not like that fuss, to be honest. Or like looking back, like sports days or exam stuff, you obviously want to be like one of the best, but you don't really, I don't know. I didn't think I was that competitive, but now I've come out the proper, I'm still learning, but when I started karting and racing, obviously you're really learning. Um, now that I'm a little bit more experienced, I'm really competitive. And I did not realise. Um, maybe it's just Scottish fieriness. <laughs> we'll go with that. But I'm just, yeah, it's just something comes over you. And I, I honestly didn't think I had it until I started racing. So I don't know where that's come from, <laughs> basically. It, but, it's yeah. quite a good thing to have. <laughs> Yeah. Now, can you please just, so after finishing Formula Women, can you please just summarise what you've done racing-wise? Because you've done karting, single-seaters, and then you posted a photo recently of you in a car. Is that potentially yeah. where you're wanting to go? <laughs> so, started karting beginning of last year. Um, with IMC Motorsport that's the team I've joined um, and then mainly did testing last year last year was kind of like basically I'm, I'm up against people who've been karting since they were seven years old so it was like accelerated learning curve for me last year and um, did a little bit of racing not really um, also did testing of single seaters and also um, some testing and shifter carts so all of last year was kind of like my prep year if you know what I mean and then this year um, I've been racing in carts so senior Rotax carts and I'm also just preparing for my first single seater race um, which is hopefully the end of June um, and yeah what else did you ask me in that I feel like there was something else do you say um, something that, that was basically it really <laughs> I, you know where you start and you're like I swear there was something else I was going to say <laughs> I can't remember now but yeah, basically just starting the car racing now and I've been doing car racing. 
Is there anything that you've learned so far in racing which has only been a short amount of time that you took to your own life, like outside of racing? Definitely. And also things that I've learned from working in a male dominated industry. Like I th- I'm glad I've done the years in F1 I have to now go there uh, into racing. So like having a thick skin, like number one. So that's what something I've taken out from uni and work into the racing. Um, and I think maybe something which everyone's kind of probably guilty of is like comparing yourself to others or looking what other people are doing. I've kind of learned from the racing, like just obviously you want to have a kind of look at what your competitors are doing to keep an eye on the competition. But I just don't even look at that now. I'm like doing my own thing and have my own interest and idea of where I want to go. So that's definitely something I've taken into normal life from the racing, I think. You've done all this, but how do you relax? <laughs> like, Because it's quite a hectic life, <laughs> let's put it that way. Definitely walking my little dogs, as I said earlier, like I absolutely love just being outside. Um, if I can, like food for my soul has been at the beach at home. So every time I'm at home, I'll literally just sit on the beach, look at the stars, because the stars are so nice up there um, with like no pollution. Um, and to be honest, I literally love just watching trashy TV that I don't really have to think about. Like I can, if I've had a really heavy day at work or I'm exhausted, I just put on like rubbish on TV and it's just, you can like turn your brain off and just relax. Do you have a specific show? <laughs> Um, at the minute, I'm watching Love is Blind. Nice. And, love- and then after that, I've queued up the new season of Selling Sunset. I need to renew my Netflix. <laughs> well, I'm sponging off my sister's one. But yeah, it's just like, you don't have, it's not that serious, is it? You can just switch off and just watch it. It's great. Like... I'm not gonna lie. I I'm just waiting to watch the next episode of Casualty. Like that's how I'm I love that. Yeah. My pleasure. To be fair, I used to always come home and watch The Chase and Tipping Point. Love that show. Um, yeah. Axing are they? So that's not like wind down TV. That's like you need to be paying attention to. You. Oh man. Right. So. I'm going to round this up with our final five already because time has flown. (laughs) doesn't it? What is something you have done recently to step outside of your comfort zone? Ooh. I think this could be a little teaser. I'm currently filming something which is completely out of my comfort zone. Um which involves basically a story of my life. Um, so that's huge. My comfort zone. Um, and another thing is, like, part of, it's so weird. Like, your comfort zone is like, I'll do a bit of racing, but I'm too scared to really jump out and really fully go for it. Um, but I've just joined, a, like, an athlete management agency that are going to, like, represent me and... Like basically, 
go out and try and get me sponsors and push my the racing side of my life so that is also massively out of my comfort zone um so yeah just a few leaps <laughs> of trying to push this I guess in some way like no pun intended or whatever it's like handing the reins over to someone else yeah, literally and I think I've kind of gone so long of not having support like there's only so much you can do on your own and I've really tried pushing as much as I can on my own um so it's also I'm kind of relieved like that I'm gonna have a little team of people helping me with it but it's scary it's definitely scary because then it's it's getting serious now which is cool that just means your comfort zone is gonna expand and who knows yeah. where you're gonna be even in a year like I know it's mad. We'll do another one in a year. Yeah, <laughs> come back. Yeah. I'll like message me like, do you remember? Yeah. No, don't be silly. Oh my word. So if you could relive a memory that's got music at its core focus, what would it be? That's got music. Yeah. Oh it's my such God. a unique question that I thought I would. What it would probably. <laughs> at some kind of Scottish wedding. So probably my sister's wedding. Like people like just unless you've been there, they don't understand a Scottish Kaylee, do they? Or like a <laughs> wedding. Will um, someone fall over? Possibly. <laughs> yeah. And I might strip the willow and the shoes are off. Like it's so good. So definitely something like that. So probably like the last few um songs of my sister's wedding. Yeah, if you have your shoes on at the end of the night, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> exactly. You're not shouting one more song for about five songs. <laughs> you're not doing it right. <laughs> not at all. Now, I, I can probably guess, but it might be a completely different answer. Where <laughs> is your favourite place in the world? Uh, you're probably going to guess it right. <laughs> um, It is 100% at home. Um, probably on Luskintyre Beach in Harris would be my favourite place or Tolsta Beach um, you don't really appreciate it while you're there um, and then when you go home you really do so yeah 100% at home yeah I can't lie I'm down the beach every day <laughs> if you can spend like six months away when you go back you just like oh. everything's like differently you just feel like it's like soul food or whatever you just yeah definitely at home second to last question mate if you could display like a message in the sky for everyone that could read it what would uh, it say oh my god that's quite a good one and do you know it would probably take me longer to think of this if I hadn't thought of something for my race helmet <laughs> the way Lewis has still I rise I was like what's my thing because like I am quite a person that's like loves quote I love a quote I love all that stuff um and mine is definitely just keep going because all of my stuff has literally been like any disaster or when you're not feeling great or whatever I'm always like oh just keep going like just keep going so that's what I've got on my helmet and that's that's why I'd put out <laughs> Would you say that's your favourite quote as well, just in general? or? I think so. I've got so many ones saved. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that one just kind of goes for everything, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Literally just 
going. Yeah, I think my Pinterest in particular is a good place to <laughs> start <Yeah>. looking. <laughs> have one, like, you know, you can save to folders on Instagram. Yeah. I've got a folder full of just quotes that you see. Oh, I, I don't actually know how the folders work, but I, I've got all the saved posts and the one like thing, and I sometimes rearrange them. So <laughs> apart from that, <laughs> you're winning. <laughs> yeah, um, so last of all, who would you like to come on next? Who would come on next? Oh my god! Or at any time in the future. Cool. Hmm. She kind of obviously automatically goes Scottish, but it doesn't always have to be Scottish, does it? That's quite hard, then. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? I'm going to give you a challenge. I think you should get Jackie Stewart on <laughs> and give him my detail. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> No pressure, but I really think you can get Jackie Stewart on next. <laughs> oh, no pressure at all. Like that will do. <laughs> Add him to the list. <laughs> Just I, give him a ring. Be like, someone oh. asked me recently. Everyone's contactable. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah, like he'll have agents. It'll be fine. Oh, I hate but love that. Like saying everyone's contactable i know because you're like how though like literally how and then it's the same with like each person is like six people away from you or something like that no <laughs> their people will speak to their people who'll speak to their people yeah it's mad crazy so that was actually the last question oh, so thank you so much for coming on <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.